I walked in, and she was leaning against the desk, wearing this white gown. Her there, a doodle, me standing in the doorway, annoyed. Annoyed, not annoyed. I, I, I am annoyed. I'm not annoyed, but I'm annoyed. The following podcast contains spoilers for a cool world. You have been warned. Episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Magusto. You gotta stop being horny for cartoons, Glenn. I'll never, never stop. I know, I know. It's like your preference, but you gotta stop. It's just <laughs> too much chaos. My word. How Had to beat doing? it with a stick, you know? Yeah, was... <laughs> it's like a Charlie Sheen scene from a scary movie. Oh my gosh. Anyway, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> I'm not bad, man. I'm not bad. I'm just hanging out, really sitting on my life choices here after, you know, today. But, you know, yeah. we'll get into that eventually. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get yet. into it in a minute. But in the meantime, <laughs> what movies have you watched this week? Uh, you know, at the last second, I kind of cranked out a bunch of movies. Yeah, um, I saw so uh, I saw, I was on Amazon just browsing, browsing the little domain that they have there, and uh, I found a movie with Jack Nicholson. I was like, yeah, let me, let, me, let me give it a gander. Little did I know, it was actually the sequel to Chinatown. Yeah. Um, you didn't, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't know until I saw that you posted that, and I was like, have you seen Chinatown? Yeah, it was really funny. I'm sitting there, I'm watching this, and... Uh, I was just in the mood for Jack Nicholson, and that was right there. I'm like, okay, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I'm sitting there watching. I'm like, wow, this this movie feels a lot like Chinatown. <laughs> and then you had messaged me. You're like, hey, have you seen Chinatown? I'm like, yeah, I have. This movie I'm yeah. watching right now is, like, blowing my mind because it's pretty much Chinatown. It's because it is. You're it's like, the it's, it's, it is Chinatown. <laughs> I'm like, it was the sequel shit. way too late when uh, sequels way too late weren't a normal thing. So Yeah, it was, it was 16 years after chinatown had released yeah. and uh, and uh i think jack nicholson directed that is that right he, he did he did yeah um i mean for the most part it was decent i had it on in the background but like it wasn't as you know grabbing as chinatown yeah. was or anything. i i hear it's a bad movie but i also hear that it's only because it's trying to be a sequel to chinatown yeah i mean um, for sure it's from somebody who didn't really realize until you know you told me mm -hmm. um it it definitely feels like chinatown it's got the feel it's got the well, that's but good. It, it, it but it takes place like you know in the 90s and that's not that's not what chinatown should feel like it should feel like you know i mean it's a sequel you know 16 years later but still it feels like it should still be in that like chinatown when that came out and like yeah the, uh, that that realm there but definitely. you know 16 too like 16 years too late but you know it is what it is it wasn't bad but yeah. you know i could see people not being happy about it um after that i was i was like editing about a lot this week so uh, i kind of just put some stuff on in the background just to watch it um there's a movie called black death that had sean bean in it and you know <laughs> you can only realize what that's going to mean especially when sean <laughs> bean's in it um, so yeah, it's, it was about the, that's a metal fucking name though. Yeah. Black death. Yeah, man. Um, it, it was okay. If you liked game of Thrones, you might like this because there's a, at least two or three characters from game of Thrones in this movie. Hold up. Actors, Glenn, not characters, silly goose. Uh, basically it's about, you know, witchcraft and the black plague kind of mm. coinciding together and they're trying to like find people who were like you know suspicious of witchcraft you know even though it's just you know a plague going around yeah <laughs> but uh comes to a point eddie redmayne's in there too i thought for sure like this was a just good movie to put on in the background because it mm -hmm. just at least for me it did not catch my attention away from editing at all like it was good background noise and stuff yeah but uh it, it, it was fine sean sean bean may or may not die i'll let that uh, hold you to your imagination <laughs> um 
And then I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy VII Remake here lately, and I was like, you know what, let me give the movies a gander. So I watched this one called Final Fantasy, The Spirits Within. I'll tell you what, uh, uh, it's cool to skip that if you want to. Um, <laughs> anyway, after that I watched today, I watched Wolf Walkers, which is a nice 2020 film that uh, I'm going to watch for, obviously I did watch for uh, the... Uh, 2020 uh, Stonies that we might be the doing. Stonies, really Stonies, 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 Stonies. That's hey, that's copyright. <laughs> Calm yes. down. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, but oh my god, uh, I'll I'll, I'll want to talk about that more when we do the Stonies. But mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then uh, obviously I watched Cool World, and then I'm currently watching a movie, but I'll talk about that next week. So let's let's. What did you, you silly little yeah, whittle? So uh, you know the show Community, right? Mm -hmm. Six seasons in a movie. Mm -hmm. Well, I did six movies in a season. Oh, um, crap. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. I did way more than one season because I've been watching Fresh Off the Boat. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the, I think it's ABC family comedy. Uh, about Eddie so. Wong and his family. It's loosely based on Eddie Wong. It's not like... Mm -hmm verbatim his life yeah. um but uh the the first movie i watched i watched chaos walking with daisy ridley and little spider boy whatever his name is yeah that's um, the one with uh mass mickelson too right yeah what is spider-man's name i forget it's uh, escaping me tom holland tom holland that's what it is yeah um that's a fine movie uh it is a hard pg-13 okay because uh full disclosure there is um animal abuse in it oh well, and <laughs> it's hard to watch but other than that it's a other than that it's a pretty soft movie but like the the scenes where there's animal distress is very hard to watch mm -hmm. um and even if you're not like the thing is like it's obviously cg and fake yeah but it's just what's well, I mean, happening to it is so still, horrific. Still there, yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's a solid movie. Um, this apparently was on the shelf for like two or three years because the producers of it thought it was terrible. Mm -hmm. I don't see why they thought it was terrible. They could have easily made bank off of Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland's name. Oh yeah. Um, they probably still will, but like you know, there's a pandemic going on, so they would have made more money. Yeah. Before. Um, Moss Mickelson's great in it. Uh, uh, Demian Bashir is in it for uh, a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. He's really good in it. Um, yeah, it's it's a solid movie. It's not going to blow any minds, but it, okay. it's it's a solid film. Uh, then uh, I watched I rewatched Clue because it's such a good fucking movie. It is a really good movie. Um, so yeah, I mean that's one of my favorite movies of all time. So mm -hmm. yeah, there's not much to say. Other, <laughs> other than if yeah. you haven't seen it, chop chop, get a clue. Yeah. Watch clue. Watch watch it. Flames. Flames <laughs> on the side of my face. Uh speaking of flames, <laughs> I uh then we watched uh, my wife and I watched a, a movie called Radioactive, which is about Mary Curie, uh who discovered uh radium and polonium hmm. i'm not a i'm not a chemist so yeah. or or f physicist whatever science but i know who is i'm not a smart person when it comes to science uh, yeah. other stuff i i feel relatively smart but not science yeah uh but yeah caitlin is a scientist but that's not why she wanted to watch it she wanted to watch it because of rosamund pike rosamund pike's a great actress mm -hmm. uh she plays mary curie in this uh the film itself is mostly good but also it's kind of sloppy in a way okay. so overall it's like a straight like i rated it 2.5 and that's mainly because it's sloppy like there's nothing that stands out like oh this is terrible but it is very sloppy yeah um but yeah it's it's a fine movie mm -hmm. uh then i watched the father uh on the weekend uh at the colonial theater uh, had i not watched the father uh i would have for the first time in seven years had missed a actually might be eight years eight or nine years now uh had missed one of the best picture nominations before the nominations come out for like mm. the past seven or eight years i have seen all of the nominations before they come out uh and if i didn't see this on saturday i would have broken that streak but i saw it that's a good thing you did not break the streak yes uh, and it's about anthony hopkins who is uh they never say what he has but it's either dementia or alzheimer's yeah i assumed it was alzheimer's um i i from what I know about dementia, it reminds me more of dementia uh, because he, he doesn't have a bad memory. He just gets things kind of cluttered, mm -hmm. um, which, I, again, not a doctor. I, I just know that not my Not a chemist either. Not a chemist, no. <laughs> Science <laughs> off the table. Yeah, get it away from me. Uh, 
but uh, my my grandma had dementia and is kind of a similar thing. And mm-hmm. whereas Alzheimer's, I feel like is more just like you forget stuff. He knew stuff, but also. Yeah, it's just kind of created the parent. Again, I, I can't diagnose. I'm not a doctor, but yeah. from what I gathered, it felt more like dementia than Alzheimer's. Um, and it's uh, it's an incredible film. Uh, just the way it's like shot and edited with like time jumps and 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 everything. It's just mm-hmm. puts you in his head so very well, and it's uh, it's a very very well made film. Uh, yeah, he's darker, also. Go ahead. Sorry. No, it's darker than I was expecting it to be, but it's because it also touches on uh, like the uh, elder abuse and everything mm-hmm. um, a little bit, and it's it's just incredible. It's a it's a fantastic film and deserving of all its accolades that it's getting. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say that uh, I believe if I saw this correctly, that Anthony Hopkins is the oldest uh, guy nominated for I think an Oscar. Not an Oscar. Uh, just oh, an, I, I mean, he he, he was nominated for an Oscar. Oh yeah, then uh, it might be. I, that. I know Christopher Plummer, rest in peace, mm-hmm. uh, is the oldest winner, and he was the oldest nominee for a while. Because I think, yeah. I but I think Anthony Hopkins is older now than than Christopher was. Plummer was yeah. at the time. I could be wrong. I haven't checked up on that, but. Uh, yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, it's a great film. Highly suggest people check out The Father. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I followed up that great movie with a uh, Cool World. We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> uh, then I watched uh, My Cousin Rachel for the sole reason of Rachel Vice. Mm-hmm. My God, she's a beautiful woman. I love she her. She is a fantastic woman. And she's a great actress. She, Absolutely. She's funny. She's charming. She's the whole package. She's great. Rachel Vice. Hey, girl. I respect you. No, no, I respect you. I, I respect, respect you, girl. <laughs> I respect and honor you. Uh, yeah, I no. did. I uh, did see that. I was kind of taking an interest in it, but I don't remember where I. Where Where is it at? Yeah, uh, well, I I got it through the Netflix DVD system. I mm. I, I didn't uh, stream it. I'm sure it's on a streaming service though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a solid movie. Rachel Vice is like the best part of it, as okay. as is expected. Um. But it is kind of at times boring but overall it's a solid movie yeah uh then i watched uh surprise a true crime series a, a, a gasp gas a gasp a gasp uh, called murder among the mormons oh which is about uh bombings that happened in salt lake city oh jesus uh, r- uh that surrounded um mormon documents and without getting too much into it mm-hmm. uh like the documents that there were were going to like change uh the mormonism forever yeah. as far as they knew uh or get rid of it uh even though you know it probably wouldn't have get, gotten rid of it but i'm not going to get any more into that yeah there's question whether or not the documents are real or not but bombings happened and people died uh which you don't expect in a, a sleepy little mormon town like salt lake city no you do not not yeah. in the slightest um, but yeah, it's a it's uh it's it's a solid documentary. It's only three episodes, so it's a quick watch. Mm-hmm. Um, the the craziest thing about it is that it is directed by Jared Hess, who for those of you who don't know, directed uh, Napoleon Dynamite, Nacho oh. Libre, uh, uh, it's a very Gentleman random. Broncos. He he's Mormon, so uh, oh, okay. Or at not least as was, random anymore. At least was raised Mormon. I don't know yeah. if he still practices, but he was raised Mormon. Um, but. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it just like I was not expecting that from a true crime documentary about John murders. Hader just walks yeah. in the background. <laughs> Tina, eat your food. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I watched. Let's get into some news. Okay. Uh, do you want to go first? Or you should I go uh, first? I can go first. Mine are okay. pretty, pretty fast. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, this week is completely going to be cluttered with uh, Snyder Cut news because it's uh, it had its premiere and now it's 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 going to release before we even uh, post this podcast. Yeah. Um, but the Batman officially wraps up. I found that that was pretty nice. I'm excited. Matt Reeves Batman with uh, Robert Pattinson. I I'm I'm really excited for this. Like, oh, me uh, too. Me too. Like ever ever since obviously the uh, the Joker film with uh, Joaquin. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm excited to get away from... Is that the, the same world? I, I don't think it's the same world. I'm just okay. more of solo films instead yeah. of trying yeah. to fit a DCEU Stop thing. trying to make movies TV. 
Yeah. That's I'm, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to get away from that, and I'm really excited for this because Robert Pattinson is definitely going to put himself on a lot of people's radar after this, get him away from Twilight if he hasn't already done that. <laughs> if if you think of Twilight, I forget Robert Pattinson's in Twilight. That's yeah, how much like he has changed for, in my mind. For us, yeah, he's he's yeah. like out of there. There's no... like he, <laughs> he is one of the greatest young actors, mm-hmm. and people who still consider him the Twilight actor yeah, like, have not see seen anything. <laughs> you'll see on the social media, is that the guy who was in Twilight? All right, yeah, whatever. We're moving on. I hope it moves No, past it's that. the guy in the lighthouse and the, the guy in, in the rover in the and rover. good time and, and good time. Uh, everything else. Yeah. And, and Tenet. <laughs> he masturbates to a piece of soap in Lighthouse. Come it's, on! It's so crazy. <laughs> um, and after that's, that... That's the thing he's known for, masturbating yeah, to a masturbating piece of soap. Piece of soap. <laughs> um, and after that, I've got uh, Avatar Beats Endgame to reclaim all-time highest grossing movie title. Uh, it's a sad Ava- day. A- yeah, it's. I mean, a- they re-released Avatar in, I believe, China. China. Yeah. Yeah. So it it topped Endgame. So that's back on top. I guess we're gonna wait till re-release until Endgame gets the top of that again, and then I, again, and then back and forth we go. <laughs> I feel a strong connection to people who worked at a movie theater when Avatar was out, mm-hmm. and I feel so disconnected to people who did not experience working at a movie theater when yeah. Avatar came out. Because they're just like, oh, yeah. Like, when people say Avatar, it's like, oh, yeah, it's that really fun, like, bright colored movie. And I was like, no, <laughs> it was two months of fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> but that's all the news I have, Mike. What do you got? Uh, so the, the Oscar nominations came out. James Cameron is nowhere to be seen on them. Because mm-hmm. guess what? Just like after Titanic, he hasn't directed shit because he's not yeah. really a film director. Uh, but he is a film director, but he's not at the same time. Uh, it's it's his side hustle. It's his side hustle, which is fucking to do what, infuriating. To, to do what he actually wants to do. In do, you, do you know how infuriating it is that it's his side hustle yeah, to make absolutely. movies? They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this film. But I I'm would, also going to break a record for how far deep I can go in the ocean I, or some shit. I, I would kill someone. To just get paid like forty well, grand to make the good a year. news, you can uh, two birds one stone. James can <laughs> this this podcast is going to yeah. get flagged by the yeah, FBI. Absolutely, we're not Again, actually condoning I'm, murder yes, or it's, I, hyperbole to make Cameron. a joke. I don't want anyone to die, but it is just frustrating, you know, that he does what I want to do and it's, it's a side hustle. It's James, just Cameron, if you're ever hustle. listening to this, just take us on those trips. That's yeah, all we're t- take me on the trip and give me a million dollars to make a movie. That's it. <laughs> I don't even need money. Just look at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, so the Oscar nominations came out yesterday. There's a lot of snubs and upsets. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably the most confusing thing is that both Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield were nominated for a supporting role in Judas and the Black Messiah, which poses the question, who the hell was the lead in that movie? Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't one of those two. Uh, that is more to do with how the voting works. The way voting for acting works mm-hmm. is that before nominees are decided – Everyone can vote who they think is a supporting or a lead. And if if actors from the same movie tie in a category, then they are in that category. Usually that means that there's two leads. But in this rare instance, it means there's two supporting. Um, So... It's not it's not saying, oh, neither of them are the lead. It's just that they like people disagreed on who was the lead of the film. Mm-hmm. Uh, so supporting is what they got. Uh, but anyway, so the the uh, few other uh, uh, milestones is we have for the first time ever, we have two women uh, nominated for uh, achievement in directing. Hell yeah. We have Chloe Zhao for uh, Nomadland and Emerald mm-hmm. Fennell for Promising Young Woman. Both okay. fantastic films. I still have to watch um, both those films. Yeah, also in, in that uh, category, we have Thomas Vinterberg for Another Round, the Danish movie with Moss Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and another incredible film. Uh, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, David Fincher for Mank. David Fincher for, Fincher for Mank being the uh, the odd man out in my mind, it, that's yeah. saying something, that, like how stacked it is this year. Yeah. Like David Fincher's the weakest nominee in that category. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's pretty solid. So the best pictures we got here are The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. 
It's, it's, I have not seen most of those, yeah. funny enough. Uh, most of them are available online now. Yeah, uh, a lot um, of Hulu, Primes, and you know yeah. Netflix is all over the place. Yeah, and the ones that aren't probably will at least for rent in the near future because mm-hmm. um, they are not able to release them in theaters at the moment, so... I also well, I, widely in theaters. I, I do love the fact that everybody like bashed on streaming platforms for so long, and now almost all of those movies are basically just on, and that's that's really it. Yeah, I don't expect that to stick around. I, no, I hope no. I hope it I just, means I just they're funny funny moment yeah. really. Once once theaters, yeah, I agree. Once theaters are able to open normally, uh, they'll probably go back to you have to have a a theater run. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Trial of the Chicago Seven had a theater run. And and, I think it pretty much went straight to Netflix, if I remember. Yeah, and same with Sound of Metal, I believe, in the mm. U.S. It, it might have shown in theaters overseas, yeah. but in the U.S. they did not. Uh, but, uh, yeah, those are the Best Picture nominations. And, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. You can check those out pretty much on any news outlet. Just type okay. in Oscar nominations 2021. You'll see the full list. Got some pretty interesting stuff there. Nothing makes me very, like, really angry. The, the thing that makes me the most upset is score and that is because soul again got nominated for score yeah which just baffles me because why would you have a techno score not techno electronic score yeah for a movie about a jazz pl- player <laughs> like, still have to watch that as well it's it's it's, it's an it okay actually, movie i yeah. i think people are losing their minds over nothing but it's mm-hmm. it's a fine movie okay. uh but yeah let's get into the movie shall we absolutely during his 10 years in prison Jack Deebs created his own world. It made him very successful. You're Jack Deebs, the creator of Cool World, right? I can't believe this. Now he thinks he's going home to the real world. But he's wrong. Real wrong. Welcome to my world. You're not in Kansas anymore! This place exists with or without you. Get a little closer here, babe. Give us a gift. Go away. I'm out of here. I've been waiting for you, darling. Noids do not have sex with doodles. It's the oldest law in Cool World. If that happens, you call me. I got it, boss. <laughs> cool World. When Jack Deebs was behind bars, he found escape by creating Cool World, a cartoon series featuring a vixen named Hollywood. Uh, the flesh proves weaker than ink, however, as Holly takes human form in Las Vegas. That's such a... I messed that sentence up last week, It's too. It's a weird sentence. The flesh proves weaker than ink, however, as Holly takes human form it's in the, Las Vegas. I think it's the flesh proves weaker, th- weaker than ink, however, as Holly takes. I think you're putting too much emphasis on however. I put emphasis on <laughs> Welcome everything. to the KFR podcast, where we <laughs> talk about grammar and yeah, enunciation. <laughs> about uh, speaking of grammar directed by uh ralph bakshi uh or bakshi uh written by uh michael grace uh mark victor stars uh gabriel brin or Bur- oh my god oh you Burn. did it again i did it again uh kim bassinger uh basinger you did it again <laughs> is that how you actually do it, it is basinger okay. i googled it out while i was editing last week's podcast oh you basinger. cheater well, no, I knew it was Basinger. I, I corrected you last uh, time. <laughs> did you? Well, I'm yeah. going to say Passenger now, because now uh, <laughs> fuck you guys. Yeah, well, when uh, she comes knocking to your door to kill you, then the, don't call me. Wait, is that a thing? <laughs> is that a thing that can happen? Yeah. Oh, if you fuck. pronounce Basinger Passenger, she'll come to kill you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Miss Basinger, I'm sorry. Uh, and Janie Brennan, obviously, uh, we got Brad Pitt in there. I don't this, really... This podcast still is more on the rails than this movie was. Yeah, we need somebody to get us in check as soon as, like, we make a mistake. <laughs> like, hey, stop. Wrong. <laughs> Smack us with a ruler, and then you'll be okay. Just continue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this movie. Uh, let me go into a little ex- explanation on why I really chose this. Obviously, we don't want to pick dimes on this podcast. We kind of pick what we want. And uh, for me, this isn't exactly uh, what I'd say I want. It was more of a nostalgia thing. I saw a scene when I was younger, and then I was like, yeah, I want to see the rest of that movie. And that was what happened here. 
So we picked this movie because so little Glenn was horny for a cartoon. Yeah, always, baby. <laughs> um, um, so I, I didn't want to announce this at the beginning, but I think now's a good time to announce this. Uh, this will be the last episode of KFR ever because this movie made me hate movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, was, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It was it's, pretty rough. Um, it's it's I, horrible. <laughs> yeah, it was... It's not great. Like, obviously, I wasn't expecting a Who Framed Roger Rabbit or anything. I knew it wasn't a great film. Yeah. But I knew that it was something that existed, and I wanted to look at what it was about. So (laughs) let's get into this, shall we? Let's get into it. Um, Um, So obviously, this came out around the same time that a lot of uh, cartoon... uh, live-action crossovers were happening. Yeah, we had, obviously, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. We had Space Jam. We had, like, um, Cool World. And, I mean... uh, There's more. I just can't think of Looney Tunes came out with a couple things more after that. Uh, Looney Tunes back in action. Yeah. Yeah, it it was a a thing. This was probably... When was Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Uh, 88, I believe. 88. So, yeah, this was probably banking off the success of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, failed miserably, obviously. Well, yep. I don't know if it failed box office wise. It, I would be surprised if it didn't. Um, but it's so it's it's following that trend. You know, we always see trend in, in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but this just kind of butchered it. Like, well, it it did lose a lot of money. Thirty thousand, or I'm sorry, thirty million budget and fourteen million just in the U.S. at least. Ooh. Um. So, took its toll. You know. Yeah. Uh. But it's it's it's. Like, a lot of those crossovers, mm-hmm. everything is animated except for the actors. Yeah. In this, the sets are, like, these 2D pieces of shit cardboard cutouts. Yeah, it's it's really funny. Like, they're all, like, they're all walls, but they're painted to look like they're, like, a th- like 3D, yeah. like, real. Like, so, like, you'll look at a wall, and it's got steps on it, but they're not real steps. They're actually, like, painted steps. Like, I noticed that a lot. Like, the sets were real in a cartoon world. But they were 2D still. <laughs> yeah, and it, it just didn't make sense. There was no consistency throughout. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it, it's just, it's embarrassing. I was embarrassed for everyone involved. Both Brad Pitt is great. Um, Kim Basinger is pretty great. Uh, and and um, uh, Gabriel Byrne. I mean, Gabriel Byrne is is one of like the greatest actors to to ever live. I'm mm-hmm. he's he's in Miller's Crossing, he's in Usual Suspects, uh he's in Hereditary for God's sake. Like he's, yep. he's still working and mm-hmm. doing great work and uh it's just I don't know where he was in his career that he did this. Maybe he was just starting out. Brad Pitt was just starting out. I yeah, know that. Yeah, he was he was baby pit. Yeah, baby <laughs> baby pit back in the day. Yeah. Um just, yeah, it was, it was rough because like they they might have been good, but you definitely can tell like they weren't all there. Yes, yeah. uh, it was it was it was rough. Um, but credit I, credit where credits due. Uh, I won't say this about Brad Pitt because I feel like he was just phoning it in, banking off his good looks of getting him his next job. Mm-hmm. But Gabriel Byrne actually gave a decent. I'm not gonna say a good performance, but a decent performance. Yeah. For what this is like, I I believed he was who he was in the film. Well, if I was looking in the trivia, because like uh, obviously that's what you're going to do when you're having a lot of fun with a movie like this. I was looking in the uh, the trivia's there, or uh, yeah, and like Brad Pitt and I think somebody else wanted him originally to be uh, Debs, so uh, he wasn't even the character he wanted to be. So I can imagine yeah, he's he's Frank Harris in this movie instead of Jack Debs. So Gabriel Byrne, I believe was, it. Yeah, so I'm sure he Jack, wasn't exactly like thrilled. super hype yeah. about it. Jack Deves is definitely the mo- more interesting character, mm-hmm. um, and and you can you can see that Brad Pitt took his where he could in yeah. the beginning, where he gets in the uh, the motorcycle accident and immediately goes into a PTSD flash. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like the greatest acting in the world, but like in that scene, he actually delivers, and then it's, the rest it's of it kind of the most acting you really see. As, yeah, well, from that's him. Putting, that's putting it harshly, yeah. But, uh, yeah, for, from that character, it is. it is, Yeah. Because there's not really much from that after that. I mean, uh, he goes into this tune world after the PTSD thing, and then 
you don't really, at least on my end, you don't really know that it's 50 years later, but then it's 50 years later because, like, he's he was born in Vegas and Vegas wasn't there, and then he goes end up going, obviously, back. I'm spoiling it a little bit, getting ahead of ourselves, but uh, he goes back to Vegas and Vegas is there. <laughs> so, like, it's just 50 years after when he originally went in. Yeah. And, like, you only find out because at the end he says, oh, my God, I've been in there for 50 years or something like that. Well, they, they have a quick title card that says uh, oh, in the it, beginning it? it says. I completely missed it. Then. Yeah. In the beginning, I think it says um, uh, Vegas 1942, and then it jumps to uh, Vegas 1992. Mm. Yeah, um, see, for, for, I guess uh, what happens when I blink. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I turned you, and a lot of plot just went out of my head. You blinked for three seconds. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, I was like, all right, so this guy is now well, that, in prison and he knows all the cartoons in the world. And that what? would make sense because, like, this movie, like, when it's in the cartoon world, there's so much going on. It's exhausting mm-hmm. to watch. Oh, yeah. Like, it takes the worst of cartoons, shoves it in your face, and then just has yeah. it on repeat to the point where, like, what the fuck are the characters' motivations? Like they're just yeah, well, like hitting each other for no reason. Absolutely, yeah, that's the that's the thing with this for sure. Is that like during even like strong scenes and what's going on? There's like just they'll have like a little plug in of two uh, cartoons coming in and just whooping each other's asses. Yeah, and then like during like a really serious scene, <laughs> like I'm like, well, why did that need to be there? Yeah, like but it happens a lot. It does like, happen a lot. Even, like, if um, it's not two characters beating each other's asses, it's just, you know, like a ghost frame coming in or something like that. Mm-hmm. It's very, very weird as as to why they would do that. Like, all right, there yeah. wasn't a cartoon for five it's seconds. Like, Put one in. <laughs> so, like, one of the notes I wrote, uh, I said, this movie isn't on bath salts. This movie is bath salts. That's true. It's just, it's just so chaotic that, like, I wouldn't be surprised if this movie made someone bite someone else's nose off. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it, it's, it's... I it's it's hard to it's hard to watch just ultimately and not because it's shocking or anything it's just it's anxiety inducing with how much is going on but like the yeah. characters Brad Pitt is calm throughout and mm-hmm. uh, Gabriel Byrne is horny throughout and it's just like it's <laughs> this whole thing and it's it's just yeah so the, <sighs> the the whole the whole real plot is that Brad Pitt. Uh, once he goes into the Toon world 50 years later, it turns out he's now a detective for the Toon, the cool world. I'm sorry, I don't want to say Toon world. That's an actual thing, yeah. apparently. But uh, he's, he's now a detective, and his one law, really, is to stop Toons from trying to fuck real people in cool world. Because that, that has real con- consequences where it makes them, uh, makes the Toons turn into real people. Yeah. Otherwise known as Noids. Um, and very, very weird concept um and the the thing is that it's like you know it's gonna be the the like the plot because that's mm-hmm. the only thing that's ever mentioned yeah there, and, there's no other laws or anything like that it's just like that was the one thing yeah. brad pitt was doing there the whole and then, time so like she keeps uh, uh she keeps trying to bring gabriel Byrne in to to bang him and but she mm-hmm. ultimately keeps getting caught until one time she doesn't get caught yeah. And then she became emphasis on came mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. when she came. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she became a human when she I feel was, that. when she uh you know climaxed if you will. Yeah, yeah. Um and it's just a really weird fucking plot. No, it it, it is. Um and there's another thing. I looked at a lot of the trivia throughout this whole thing, um, watching it. What else are you going to do? I wish um, I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for real. Uh, so this was originally going to be like a hard R film, like a hard R, R- horror film, mm-hmm. um, which honestly would have saved a lot of this movie. Probably. I don't yeah. know what the real thing was like or what it was going to be like or anything like that. I don't know much about this movie. Obviously, I'm saying that. Um, but from what I understand... I think uh, not Bassinger uh, kind of swayed the way to make <laughs> That's it more. A way of, to get around yeah, <laughs> Bassinger tried to. Uh, she swayed it. I don't know if it was obviously directly her, but uh, she kind of swayed it into being more of a PG thirteen movie. And I'm really curious what it would have been like if it was more of a horror, like a horror R mm-hmm. um, 
obviously we would have seen some cartoon boobies and stuff like that, but I think more of the plot would have been there and less cartoons would have just been beating each other's asses in the background. I think it more would have been more story driven if it was hard R or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know how you get swayed away from that so hard. And then I think at one point I also read that she, she wanted to show this movie to dying kids or something like that. I don't know how true that is. I'm just reading trivias off IMDb. I, I think that, that that sounds made up. Uh, yeah, you, I mean, you can look at like, it. I, but... I believe, especially around that time, I believe studios wanting her so much that yeah. they would change it from an R-rated film to a PG-13 for her. Well, that was, that was um, the thing. She wasn't even like, I don't think she was even the first pick. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well. Well, here's another one that I read that uh, I think Drew Barrymore was more eyed than she was. Well, that's uh, creepy. Yeah, I so don't know. Uh, there's there, how, how I don't know how true these trivias are, but I mean, yeah, the, the, that's really creepy to me. Well, not surprising because Hollywood is weird, but uh, <laughs> yeah, she would have been. Um, let's see, fifteen. Yeah, she would have been seventeen when this came out. So that's oh, very feel like creepy. Like this one, Willem Dafoe was uh, <laughs> Ralph Baskey's uh, Baskshees. I'm sorry, Bakshees. Whatever. Uh, first choice for Jack Deeps. Jack, honestly, probably would have killed it. Mm-hmm. Probably would have killed it. I mean, yeah, he's <laughs> he's a great actor. He can really do anything. Um, but it's I just don't see how anyone at any point was just like, this movie's going to be good. Oh, wait, who's Tracy Lords? Tracy Lords, uh, then because she she was in uh, contention with the role of Hollywood, but lost it to a more widely recognized Kim Basinger. You said it right. I'm so proud. Uh, I know. I felt it. Um, oh, she was in Cry Baby. She was in Blade. Zach and Mary make a porno. Excision. I don't really remember her face though. Yeah. Um. This being a cartoon, there was a lot of recognizable voices in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like one of the, one of the people who plays multiple characters, uh, Maurice Lamarche, who you will m- most people will probably know from like Futurama, Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, uh, he's been on The Simpsons. He's he's in a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, also, uh, there's one voice in particular that sounds like Bart Simpson. Yeah, but is not played by the actor actress who plays Bart Simpson. Yeah, they uh, they do a lot of that. Like they do a lot of nods to the other cartoon, like uh, yeah, movies, shows, whatever franchises, whatever. Uh, they did. I did see that they uh, they kind of got reference from most of those characters, or tried to do a spin off of that character, and then brought it into Cool World mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, which I mean, which would kind of make sense. A dude who's in prison getting motivation from other things for his own world, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and the voice of, uh, of nails, um, Charlie Adler nails is, uh, I, Brad Pitt's like right hand man mm-hmm. that keeps, uh, interrupting when he's about to get it on. Um, and, uh, he went on to play, uh, Ickes in Ah real monsters mm-hmm. uh, or was playing at the time, uh, big head, the, both the big heads in Rocco's modern life, Cow and Chicken in Cow and Chicken. I was gonna say that's the one I recognize him from for Cow sure. Cow and Chicken. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he so he's like he's like a, a a big voice actor from the '90s that um we recognize. He he sounded a lot like the big heads for me because I was mm-hmm. a huge Rocco Rocco's Modern Life fan. Uh, but you know, not even he could save us. Like no, I, yeah. I mean, it was it was it was a rough film. It was uh, very definitely rough. if what it would have probably or could have probably become would have been cool given like all the things that it had maybe going i don't know too much about it so i can't say but uh maybe if it was a like an r maybe a horror r is what i keep trying to say i don't know why i keep saying hard um well now no i know i can think of why horror (laughs) or hard horror 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 yeah if this went more for the horror movie route Mm -hmm. and was an r-rated film i think it has potential to be okay (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely wouldn't have saved the movie yeah, like a shit yeah. ton, but I think it would have been more watchable and more, you know, not uh, wanting to rip your eyeballs out eventually yeah. down the line. Uh, oh, God. 
yeah, it was. It's definitely nowhere near in uh, contention with uh, who's who framed Roger Rabbit or Space Jam. Yeah, in fact, it's it's definitely the worst film that I've seen in that category of live action uh, cartoon crossover. Absolutely, for sure. And and the the weirder thing is towards the end, um, Jack Deeves's neighbor, the the young neighbor, mm-hmm. like tags along with them to try to save the world yeah J- definitely just a random throw-in yeah, for some reason really didn't need to be there and then she really cares about brad pitt for some reason mm-hmm. and like she, she kind of cares for jack Deeves, so that makes sense yeah but she reacts more harshly to uh brad pitt falling off the building which i mean like in reality yes anyone would react horribly to that because that's a horrible thing to see but like in this, it's just like, why are you screaming? Mm-hmm. Like, you just met him. <laughs> well, you know what? What I don't really now that I'm kind of thinking about it, I'm like, how did Brad Pitt even get into Cool World if it wasn't really created until you know forty at least years later? <sighs> I mean, I mean, if technically it was real the whole time, and he just made the so characters. What I I think it was real the whole time, and Jack. Jack Byrne thought he was dreaming when Hollywood kept trying to bring him in. Uh, so he assumed he was dreaming and, and created uh, those comics from his dream. Okay. Uh, but Brad Pitt is brought in by that little... Yeah, that little spike. ...scientist guy. Yeah, Dr. Whiskers. Um, yeah. Just a, it's, a, it's a mess of a movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm done talking about it. That's fine with me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> All right, so let's move on to the judgment. Glenn. Do we have to? <laughs> Does this make it onto the KFR show with the likes of Apostle and no, no, Handmaiden? No. no, it does not. No. Yeah, I agree. As uh, as you know, as uh, as Porky Pig would say, that that that's all, folks. Mm-hmm. So. Cool world is not cool. How many how many headlines of, of film critics was <laughs> I like can that? only imagine. Cool world is not cool. Uh, but yeah, so cool world shockingly does yes. not make it onto the KFR shelf. It is not a shelf boy. It goes in the trash bin and probably weighs it down with all the shit that it is. Yeah, I'm surprised um, we haven't thrown me in the trash bin as well with all the picks that I do honestly, sometimes. <laughs> honestly, I don't think I can look at you the same after this. I movie. don't expect you to. Like, there's, a, there's a mirror. I'm like Medusa. A horny five-year-old Glenn picking this movie. Mm-hmm. That's, I, ugh. Yeah, ugh. I understand. Ugh. Wholeheartedly. Ugh, let's get Ugh. let's get into plugs, Glenn. What Absolutely. is your plug for this week, you bastard? Um, so originally this was going to be my plug last week, and then I found uh, Josh Wiseman, you know, and that whole cooking channel, mm-hmm. which is the best thing in the world. Um, this was what I was originally going to pick before that. Um, variety. It's basically what I did two weeks before that with um the director on director thing. Yeah. Um, Ben Affleck interviews David Fincher on his ethic, legacy, and Mank. Um, mm. That's going to be on Variety on YouTube. Um, just the chemistry these two guys have, uh, period, is is a lot of fun. Uh, ben Affleck's just very laid back. It's like these guys are just two friends. I mean, <laughs> David Fincher is sh- the exact opposite. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he's still very like, you know, how do you like? He sits up straight during the whole interview and he's talking. But they're both having fun. Yeah, talking yeah. to each other. And it's just really funny. Ben Affleck's just laid back. He's like, yeah, there's just things going on. Like, it's very casual for him, and it's very business side for him. But, like, the two have a great chemistry. Um, They definitely talk about, like, uh, how hard he is as far as his directing goes. And Ben Affleck, uh, he... What? He, um... He understands it and he jokes about it a lot. He's like, "Yeah, you really got us good when you worked us to death," and just like laughs yeah. it off and everything. It's so funny. Um, yeah. So that's that's gonna be my plug, right there. Right. Because this is a movie about a real person and a real event and a and an industry that about which you know a great deal and care uh, a, a lot about and, and understand very well. How um, much did you feel like it was important to show fealty to real events? To, Stick to the truth. Uh, you know, like did that scene where Gary shows up drunk at Hearst and you know has that spectacular monologue. Did anything like that really happen, or was this largely? A no, no. I mean, look, Herman Mankiewicz was a guy who a lot of his closest confidants wrote down what he said because they got so much enjoyment out of it, and and that was 
you know, his gift and his curse, you know, his, his you know, uh, my plug for this week is a little uh, shameless self-promotion here. Mm. Uh, not at the time of recording, but by the time this is released, the trailer for my next film, the plea will be out uh, possibly on YouTube, definitely on Vimeo uh, and, and my Instagram, uh, Michael David Charles Hicks, all one word. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can check out that. That is the official trailer for the plea. We filmed this in January during the pandemic. We were all safe in social distance and wore masks. We were. And yeah, Glenn was there too. I was. And uh, he was a little sound boy. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, you can check out the trailer. Uh, this is a film that I've been trying to make for the past 10 years uh, and still, you know, I still have an idea for a feature, but I got this out of the way. So if this is all I make from it, I'm content. But yeah. if I can make a, if I can make a feature from it, I'll be happy. That would be awesome. Um, Remember that ditch in our neighborhood when we were kids? The one we go sledding on every winter? Remember how big it seemed when we were little? Felt like it would take forever to get to the bottom. We'd stay on that hill all day until our clothes were soaked through. This isn't a cold. This isn't the flu. This is it. I'm not getting over this. And every day, every day hurts more and more. I can't do this anymore. If you die, I'll have no one. So yeah, those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to our assignment for next week. Uh, it is streaming roulette week, which that means we spin the streaming roulette wheel three times and we pick the best of those three. And yeah, let's get it on. Sometimes we break the rules, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't know what you're speaking about. <laughs> so here, here comes spin number one. Goon, The Last of the Enforcers. It is the sequel to The Goon. A hockey player plagued by injuries is confronted with the possibility of retirement when a tough new player challenges his status as the league's top enforcer. Written and directed by Jay Baruchel. uh, Written also by Jesse Shabbat, uh, Evan Goldberg, Adam Fratachio, and based... Sorry, based on the book by Adam Fratachio and Douglas Smith. uh, And is also very loosely based on a true story. The, mm-hmm. the series overall, not this one specifically. Yeah. Um, it stars Sean William Scott, Allison Pill, Marc-Andre Grandin, and Liev Schreiber. And uh, Wyatt Russell, Kirk Russell's son. So well, there's that mm-hmm. for you uh, cool kids. So yeah, that is Goon, The Last of the Enforcers. Uh, and that is available on, where is that available? Netflix. Or my Blu-ray collection. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that brings us to the second spin going now. <gasps> the absent minded professor from the, f- I think, 58? 61. Huh? It says 61. Oh, 61. Walt oh, man, Disney's. I, yeah, Walt Disney. I think this is the predecessor to the Nutty Professor. Uh, okay. I, I could be wrong. I have no idea. I'm just making shit up. I just watched the trailer. Glenn. It's not the Nutty Professor. It's Flubber! Flubber! Um, But the absent-minded professor is a college professor invents an anti-gravity substance which a corrupt businessman wants for himself. It is directed by Robert Stevenson, written by Bill Walsh, Samuel W. Taylor, and starring Fred McMurray, Nancy Olsen, Keenan Wynn, and Tommy Kirk. Uh... Yeah, and that's kind of an interesting one. Yeah, that is available on Disney Plus. That brings us to spin number three The Rift from 1990. Hmm. It's, got a, it's got some nice scores on this one right here. 
Oh, right. never mind. I lied. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, are we looking at the same no. thing? No, we were not. <laughs> uh, the Rift from 1990. Siren 2, a submarine under the command of Captain Phillips. Captain Phillips? Mm. He was that controversial captain that got yeah. abducted by pirates. Uh, ventures into the deep on a mission to recover the missing Siren 1. Ooh, the one that came before. Their quest <laughs> is hindered when the submarine becomes entangled in a patch of toxic weed. Seaweed. Seaweed. Just just seaweed, not regular or weed. weed. Maybe maybe seaweed is hey. just toxic weed. Yeah, maybe. Uh, it is directed by Juan Piquer Simon. Oh, as J. P. Simon. I'll go mm. with that. Uh, written by J. P. Simon, Mark Klein, David Coleman, and Colin Wilson. It is starring Jack Scalia, 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 Scalia. Oh, Ar- Arlie Army. Arlie Army, Ray Wise, uh, Deborah Adair, John Tolvis Bay. And others who I don't recognize any of their names, so I'm not going to mention them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the Rift, and that is available on Amazon. It looks like, yeah. I mean, this is kind of an easy pick for me. I'm being honest. Uh, <laughs> the Rift or die, you know. Come on. <laughs> no. No, uh, no. <laughs> I'm assuming you're meaning the absent-minded professor. Yeah, I, I would like to yeah. see that, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm indifferent to that one. Mm. Uh, I, you know, I've seen Goon. I like hockey, so I would not be mad watching that one. But we can yeah. watch the absent-minded professor. Uh, yeah, if, so if our, I was going to watch Goon, I'd, I'd rather watch the first one and then this one. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I have not seen either. Yeah, well, mm. we should have a little movie <gasps> marathon at Ooh. my place. <laughs> So yeah, that uh, that is our pick for next week. The absent-minded professor that is on Disney Plus. At last we meet, Professor Brainerd. Uh, no, this is Professor Ashton. <laughs> professor Brainerd is physical chemistry. <laughs> may I say happy honeymoon? You certainly may, Mr. Chatsworth. Same to you. <laughs> Yes. Yes, Johnny. We've got him. Flopper. Flopper. Betsy, you've got to let me explain what happened. Haven't you caused Miss Carlisle enough embarrassment? Now, look, Come on, Betsy. Betsy. Betsy, it's a sort of wedding present. <laughs> We've got the floppers. As always, you can check out our website, www.keystonefilmreview.com. Almost mm-hmm. messed that up. So close to messing that up. The pronunciation. Uh, our Instagram is Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, Keystone underscore film. Facebook, Keystone Film Review. YouTube, Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, <gasps> I am my KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we get a little absent-minded with the professor. And mm-hmm. a dog. Oh, it's a cute oh, little dog. Doggy. And it's a Disney movie. So it's either going to die or not die, and I can't handle not knowing, Glenn. I, I'm afraid for both of us. Don't worry. Yes. Ugh, don't be like old Yeller. Oh, God, dear Lord. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>